What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, fellow Browns backers. This is the Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I am your tour guide to the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns. The immediate future of the Cleveland Browns is that they will play the Chicago Bears in Cleveland this Sunday. I notice that the Browns are three-point favorites. And I kind of wonder about that point spread, and I'm going to talk about that at length. But first, I want to thank once again the people at Free Sound Music for providing the background music for me. This is their 1950s rock and roll. It's no copyright music. It's voluntary contributions, and yeah, I send them some money, a little bit. Not a lot. I don't make a lot of money from this gig. But I share it with them because they're really a big help. And I like the music. If you do, uh, give me a comment. Or if you want to hear something else, let me know about that. But I'm staying with the copyright uh, free because I can't afford anything else. And plus, I just kind of like it. All right. So let's talk about football. Let's talk about uh, the the Bears and why the Browns are only favored by three. I would have thought that it would be a bit larger spread. Um, a three-point spread at home means, if you believe that the spread is worth three points, that the Browns and the Bears are about equal uh, if they were to meet on a neutral field. Um, so, I don't know. Let's take a look at what... Uh, the respective lineups look like. And I'm going to use a PowerPoint for those of you who have video, and if not, I'll just explain what's going on. Uh, I'm going to show the X's and O's for the Browns offense and defense. And yeah, let me kill the music here. kind of like talking in rhythm with the music, but I'm not much of a rapper, so I'm not Eminem, so maybe I'll do without the music for the duration. Um, 
Okay, so here is a PowerPoint presentation showing the Browns on defense and the Bears on offense. And yesterday, you may recall those who were uh, listening, that I talked a lot about Justin Fields, and I felt like he's a pretty good quarterback, but he's not surrounded by that much of a supporting cast. And it's a lot like the Cleveland Browns history, where the team would always invest in a new quarterback every year, and neglect the rest of the team and then wonder why they didn't have success. Well, you know, there is no such thing as a franchise quarterback unless you have a franchise team to back it up. And the Browns didn't have that. I don't know that the Chicago Bears have that. Uh, these are my evaluations, which are drawn heavily upon uh, the evaluations of pro football focus, but also with my own prejudices uh, superimposed upon it. The dark blue means that they're Pro Bowl worthy. Light blue means they're close to that. Green means that they're above average. Yellow means average. Orange, below average. And red means that there's a problem there. And so you can see on the Browns uh, defense up on top, uh, they're doing pretty good um, with some certain exceptions. There's not too much. Well, there is no, nothing that's red. Uh, Cameron Mitchell is a young player that hasn't been used much. I've given him an orange uh, rating. Greg Newsom over at cornerback is has not had a very good year. Um, maybe I think has underperformed his talent. I think he should play at a much higher level. But he's going up against Tyler Scott, who is also underperformed for Chicago. Chicago's uh, wide receiver has Tyler Scott on one side with a red rating and DJ Moore who is really having a Pro Bowl season on the other side and that's going to be Martin Emerson's responsibility and that's going to be a tough matchup but once again the Browns have an advantage in the defensive line even though Jordan Elliott is going to be out they've got reinforcements uh, with uh, Maurice Hurst probably going to see more snaps uh, Garrett of course is right up there ranked number one, two, or three, depending on who's ranking him. Um, I think there's some concern that he's only playing with one arm after getting an arm injury a couple weeks ago, or a shoulder injury. I'm not sure that he's as effective as he was at the beginning of the season, so let's keep an eye on Miles. Um, Zadarius Smith, over on the other side, has had a good year, but not a great year. We haven't seen, the, you know, we're hoping to see like 10 sack production out of him. Uh, especially with Miles Garrett getting all the double teams. But uh, they did get three sacks from the defensive line uh, last season uh, outside of Miles Garrett. So they're, they're starting to perk up. Um, I talked about yesterday that JOK, I think, is going to be used as a spy backer against Justin Fields, rightly so. He has the speed to keep up with Fields, who's... I think a 4-3 or 4-4 guy, very, very fast, and can also sling the pigskin. Uh, but the Browns match up pretty well. Browns have a very, very good defense. They've been banged up. They're starting to get some people back. Denzel Ward may be able to play this week. We'll wait and see. Uh, if that's true, then they're going to have really a much better advantage um, on defense. Um before we go to the offense, I want to pause just a little bit 
in order to allow our sponsors to help us to pay some of the bills. I'll pause for just a few seconds and be right back. Okay, and we are back. And let's talk about the other side of the ball. We've got uh, on offense Flacomini again. And here again is something that's very hard to evaluate. I, I think there's a lot of excitement in the Cleveland fan base. Certainly Joe has played really way better than anybody expected uh, for somebody that just came onto the team, had a a week or so of practice, and then became the starter. Um, I'm giving him an orange rating just because I think that he's going to need more time in order to uh, really become himself, even though he's put up above-average statistics. I think it still behooves the Brown to try to keep the ball on the ground if they can. And avoid having to depend upon the quarterback too much. But the Bears do not have a preeminent defense either. Uh, there are some big names there that are underperforming, and particularly I would call your attention to Yannick Nagakwe, who is a big name from Baltimore, but he's in his 30s now, and if you believe pro football focus, he's not been performing at his normal high level. Uh, they're best defensive end is probably uh, Montez Sweat and he is rated as an above average player but um, other than that they do not have an above average defensive line. They've got uh, TJ Edwards who's a very good linebacker uh, Tremaine Edmonds not having a good year uh, Jalen Johnson at cornerback is a very very good player and he's rated uh, very highly and he'll be going up against Amari Cooper and trying to cancel out uh, Amari. But on the other side, I think there's a very interesting matchup where Cedric Tillman has started to uh, be used by Joe Flacco, and I think we talked about that in two days ago in the broadcast, that Joe Flacco is finding all the receivers, not just one. And that's been a problem for the Browns this season that they've depended so much on Amari Cooper that they've not been able to find the number two wide receiver at the beginning of the year it was Donovan Peoples-Jones and he was basically not a part of the offense and then Cedric Tillman took over that role and he too was being ignored but now in the Flacco era suddenly they're finding out that oh he can catch passes and he's being targeted and against Tyreek Stevenson who is not highly ranked he might have a good year. Cedric, or not a good year, a good game. Cedric Tillman may have a good game against the Chicago Bears because they have to devote so much of their resources to stop Amari Cooper. The Browns, unfortunately, do not have Dewan Jones at right tackle. They're going to have to once again go with James Hudson the second. We'll see how that works out. Uh, they also have Jerron Christian uh, over at left tackle. Now, it's possible, I've heard from some sources, that Jed Wills may be able to come back off of the injured reserve, and if that's true, they may 
put Jed back at left tackle, and Christian may move over to right tackle, and the offensive line suddenly might look a little bit more healthy. Uh, Jerome Ford is currently listed as questionable at running back. Uh, I have him listed as, as uh, yellow, uh, average running back. Maybe he should be green. He's been doing a really good job for the Browns. And um, he's been catching the ball out of the backfield with Flacco also. And that's really got me kind of jazzed up that Flacco is throwing the screen. Remember, Joe is not a threat to take off and run, so if he wants to beat the blitz or something, he's going to have to throw a outlet pass or something like that rather than try to run around and buy time. He's just not going to do that. And uh, Jerome Ford being active as a pass receiver I think is really cool. Uh, Kareem Hunt, of course, is also very good, very reliable as a receiver. We may also see some snaps for Pierre Strong, especially if Jerome Ford uh, is still having problems with a uh, wrist injury. And so we'll see if the quarterback room has got the depth that we're looking for out of that room uh, in the past. But the uh, Bears don't really look like they have a super team on paper. There, there just isn't the talent on defense that would make you think that they would match up great against the, the Cleveland Browns, even though they've been banged up as well. Of course, the huge injuries were uh, Nick Chubb at halfback with uh, Ford and Hunt making capable replacements, however. And then also we're down to the fourth-string quarterback with Joe Flacco, but truth be told, he's put up about as good numbers as Deshaun Watson, although doing it with a very different style. Joe Flacco is a classic drop-back passer, not a scrambler, not a running threat. But what he's doing is working. Maybe it's a little bit like having Jacoby Brissett back. I think you could draw a comparison between Jacoby Brissett and Joe Flacco very easily, and, and maybe the Browns know how to run the Jacoby Brissett offense from last season. So maybe it's not as huge of a transition as we might imagine. Uh, still like Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I think that uh, he has talent, he can throw the ball accurately, and he can run. The main knock that I have against him is that he only weighs 204 pounds, as listed on the Browns roster, and that's just not very big for being in the NFL. That's less than Baker Mayfield by about 10 pounds and might be one of the smallest uh, quarterbacks in, in the NFL. So, yeah, I think we need to send him to the weight room, uh, give him some protein shakes, and see if we can bulk him up a little bit in order that he might survive. Okay, so here we are back live. I hope that was instructional. Um, I don't know that, you know, looking at the teams, I don't get the feeling that the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns necessarily are comparable in talent. Uh, also factoring into that observation is that the Browns have obviously played their football in the AFC North, whereas the 
Chicago Bears play in the NFC North, and I, I don't know that those divisions are comparable. I don't know that the conferences are comparable. I think that the AFC North this season is kind of like the SEC of the NFL. I think all four teams are just really very tough. They all four have winning records. Cincinnati, everybody was writing off for dead without Joe Burrow. But, you know, I mentioned that it's not just the franchise quarterback, but it's the actual franchise that's built around the quarterback. And the uh, Bengals still have Joe Mixon to run the ball. They still have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, and they still have all those offensive linemen that they drafted and signed as free agents. They might be able to mount a threat, and they're currently 7-6, and six, tied with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh thought that they had solved all their problems by firing their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, but there they are tied with the Bengals at 7-6. There's a lot of teams that are tied at 7-6 and six that have legitimate playoff aspirations now. You know, I don't know how many teams there are, but probably like eight teams or something are 7-6, and six, and it would just be really quite a tiebreaker to figure out who makes the playoffs. The Browns, believe it or not, are all by themselves at 8-5. and five. So if the Browns are able to win out, uh, they will go to the playoffs. And um, they will probably face the uh, weakest uh, division opponent, which at this point I believe would be Jacksonville. We already beat them. For that matter, we already beat the strongest uh, team or the team with the strongest record, which would be Baltimore. Do you feel like Baltimore is invincible? Is there a team that cannot be beat? The Kansas City Chiefs, are they unbeatable? They look very vulnerable lately. I don't know that there's any team that Cleveland Browns cannot beat. I think they're all very competitive, and the Browns have a decent shot at this. This is the best shot that the Browns have had in the playoffs since 2020. And I don't care if it is the fourth-string quarterback. It doesn't matter whether it's uh, going to be Joe Flacco uh, or whether it's somebody else, whether, you know, hopefully Flacco will stay healthy and we won't need to put Dorian Thompson-Robinson back in the game. But if he had to play, I think DTR would be just fine. I think he's very mature for a rookie. He's had five years of starting experience at the major college level. He's ready to play. Uh, I think he did make a rookie mistake when he went on that scramble and wound up getting injured, but I think he probably learned his lesson pretty quickly from that escapade. So, yeah, I think that the Browns are in pretty good shape. Uh, they, of course, will not be focused on playoff games. They will be focused on one thing only on Sunday, the Chicago Bears, and what they have to do in order to beat their opponent across the line of scrimmage and get their team across the finish line and bring home a W uh, for the fan base. So that's what I see. Um, I really question whether only three points is sufficient. I don't really see what... I guess maybe it's because the, the Bears have won two games in a row 
and now there's a certain amount of uh, bears mania that they think that they're all that because you know they're on the upswing for the first time in a long time and so there's a great amount of optimism in the bears fan base and maybe with the betting public but if you just look at how they line up man for man against the cleveland browns i don't think that the matchup really favors chicago in too many locations i think that the browns should do very well and uh, i i think probably it should have been something like four or five points instead of three that's just my opinion um I'm not sure whether I feel strongly enough to uh, bet the game. Usually I think the point spread has to be out of whack by three points or more before I'm really going to bet it. But, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking about placing a little bet on the Browns on this game. Um, I, I really think that the Browns match up well against the Bears, even though I have great respect for Justin Fields as a quarterback. I think he's really good, and he's taken a lot of – misplaced blame like many quarterbacks do for the ineptitude of the previous uh, administration in Chicago. I think Justin Fields is a real quarterback. He's a threat and uh, the Bears have an excellent chance to win this game but I just think that the Cleveland Browns have better personnel and they're playing at home. That's the way I see it. We'll see if I'm right or not. Uh, have a great week, and we'll be with you again tomorrow. Take care.